Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, The Saturday Manager, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Keep it simple, get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to The Saturday Manager with Jim Kenny, Red Velvet Reserves Manager. So, no game for us this week uh, for personal reasons. Um, and I must thank the league, first and foremost, for totally understanding um, the reasons um, behind asking for the game to be called off. Um, and they did postpone the fixtures. Um, committees and leagues sometimes... Uh, take a battering on certain things but um, in this case um, really understanding so thank you very much to the uh, Bromley and South London Alliance also um, the opposition um, <clears throat> I believe they understood the reasons why I needed to um, call the game off um, which is really nice to hear as well uh, the league actually managed um, to get them a, another fixture at very short notice. Uh, and I believe it's Groundhoppers who jumped in because they didn't have a game that week. So this week we're going <clears> to <throat> take a quick look at uh, Red Velvet A's. Uh, their first game of the season. Um, the standout result across the Bromley and Sun South London Alliance League um, um, Chelsfield winning 10-2 um, was that the whole story I ask um, and then we'll have uh, results in Division 1 we'll have a little look at uh, the results and how that affected uh, Red Velvet Reserves standings in the league even at this early time so first game of the season for Red Velvet A's um a lot of new players um, brought in over the summer. Some hadn't even played with each other still um, coming up to this first game. But the boys went out um, and from what I heard, um, played really well. Came away from the game, not even disappointed with, with not getting a draw, but not getting all three points. They lost 1-0. As I was told, to an own goal to one to a debutant, um, which is always hard to take. But they had a lot of positives. I spoke to Gary. I spoke to Frank, um, who look after the A's, uh, and they're more than happy with the squad they've got for the rest of this season. The result of the weekend. Uh, on paper, ten to ten two to uh, Chelsfield. Um, like I say, was that the whole story? Well, I've been informed that it wasn't the whole story. Chelsfield haven't just went out and smashed a team ten two. Um, the opposition um, went down very quickly, I believe, to nine men, um, <clears throat> which didn't help the situation. But you must give credit to Chelsea. 
uh, it doesn't matter if it's 11, 10, 9 men. You have to beat what's put in front of you. Um, you have to keep that intensity up and not drop to levels, uh, which obviously they did. Uh, scoring 10 goals in any standard of men's football is a fantastic achievement in my eyes. So, no, off paper, 10-2 isn't the whole story. Um, and there's a lot more to look into just the result, obviously. Uh, talking of results, Division 1 in the Bromley and South London Alliance. Um, so there was uh, two games. Um, one was the Groundhopper, um, who jumped in against, and I really do apologise about the pronunciation. No, I'm not even going to pronounce it. I'm just going to call them Matter. Um, they jumped in to play our opposition, Matter. Um, and they actually won 5-3 um, to keep on their very, very solid start of the season. Um, Rustlers against Old Bexley Town. I said last week I didn't know a lot about um, Old Bexley Town. But I had, I had a feeling that they was going to get something out of um, Rustlers. And um, sure enough, they did. They didn't get the draw, which I predicted. They actually got a 2-1 win. So, congratulations to um, old Bexley Town. Got your three points. Hope you're still celebrating that for this week because we've actually got you this week. So, um, go out Friday night and carry on celebrating that win against Rustlers. Um, um, predictions. Do you know what? I'm not even going to go through the predictions because apart from the closest one was the Rustlers old Bexley one where I was a goal short. The rest of them was absolutely pony. So um, <clears throat> I'm not even going to embarrass myself by uh, looking back at them predictions, to be honest with you. Um, but we will have a quick look at the predictions of um, the four games which are in the division later on. Hopefully I can do better and uh, we can we can move on from it. Um, the next thing I want to touch on, it's been a week where I've seen lots about refs and not having enough refs and the abuse that they get. Um, and I just wanted to give my, my opinion on it. I saw a ref um, a few weeks ago um, and I thought I'd watch his performance. And there were some key issues for me, which I'd like to unpack a little bit. Don't get me wrong. Abuse to referees, I do not agree with. Okay, I know a little bit about both sides of 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 the fence with um, being a player, being a manager, being a referee. So, I do not agree with it. The guys who come out, try their, try their best, nine times out of ten. But then, when I hear certain comments coming from a referee towards a player and a manager, I start to think to myself, you're setting yourself up to be abused. Whether it's right or wrong, um, one case I heard a player turn around and say, ref, Keep an eye every time that ball goes up in the air. He effing pushes me. To that, the ref that we are talking about 
turned around and went, shut up. If you speak to me like that, you will get a red card. And I thought, well, we're pushing boundaries straight away. Um, two minutes later, as an offside, um, as a centre half would have been told by a management, make sure the ref knows that that flag's gone up. Um, referee was 30 yards away from play, decided to say play on. I was actually on the other side of the pitch. I could see that he was actually onside on that case, on that um, scenario. Um, flag goes up. They've said offside, offside, offside. Obviously, we all know to play to the whistle. Um, he told the um, club official, play on, put your flag down. I'm like, okay, that's fair enough. Um, he's obviously seen something. We'll go go with his call. And uh, that that little moan about it, the team. Then it happens to the opposition. And he does exactly the same. Flag goes up. Um, this time he's well offside. Well, well, well offside. And I don't know if he's tried to... Um, the officials tried to even it out. I'm not sure. He said, play on. Thank you, Lino. Put your flag down. This time, though, the, the, the team on the break score. Um, which then opens another kettle of fish. Um, the manager of the team that's just conceded is then saying, you haven't even spoke to your assistant, your, your lino, didn't call him an assistant, your lino, at least have a word with him. He's still got his flag up. And the ref just said, go away. Which, when you just conceded a goal and... You want you want them to go and speak to them. Even if he goes, what did you see? You thought it was offside. I disagree. At least a conversation's been had. I sort of understand where the manager's coming from in that case. Um, so he didn't really do himself too much glory, the official, in, in, in the game that I watched. Um, and obviously, I'm not saying team names. I'm not saying scores of the games. I'm not, not saying who the ref's name is, right? Because... It's not a he says, she says. It's just what I have seen. Um, and and that's just one person. Um, there's other referees who do not act like that. Uh, Stephen Hughes, he's a referee, totally approachable, um, will explain every decision if you want to. Um, <clears throat> and if you get something wrong, he'll hold his hands up and say that he's got it wrong. Um his mannerism is completely different. Um, obviously, our friend uh, on the uh, cell cap, um, <clears throat> Mr. Wheaton, um, he has his way of doing it. And I've been out many a times with him and I've never heard him being an experienced referee speaking the way that I heard the other day. Um, and even down to... The other weekend, I went out with um, Adam Clayton, another fantastic referee, who will talk to you if you ask the question. If you if you shout from thirty yards, he'll be he'll he'll be deaf. He won't hear you. 
But if you go and talk like an adult, and say, that's the same with Andrew, if you go and talk like an adult, you'll get an answer. So, I don't know if the FA somewhere down the lines need to get out back on the grassroots fields a little bit more and watch some of the, the actions, what some refs have, are are taking. Um, again, I don't believe in abusing the referees. I don't believe what I've heard or seen um, in the past. But what I saw that game is a quick fix for me. If someone's come down, even from the from the league or the Kent FA, um, and watch a game and just you you haven't got to try and retrain these referees, which just a little bit of guidance um, and just remembering that yeah, referees only human and doesn't deserve abuse, but players and managers they're human as well and. When the respect isn't given the other way, that then is when the table turns. Maybe right or wrong, like I've said three or four times already, but that is when the table turns. I just wish that leagues, counties, FAs would grab these good referees that they are there, and especially the um, the FA, and give them some extra money to go around and try and do some something with these other referees who in the past have been good, but they've just lost their way. Um, but yeah, that's my rant over. Referee I was talking about, hope he has a, a fantastic season, and um, hopefully it was just a one-off the way he was talking. Next, not having a game, I'd like to um, talk about Pet hates of running a football team. Right. And there's a few. Let's not mess around with it. There's a lot of work what goes on behind the scenes for preparation for a game on a Saturday. Generally for myself in the reserves and Frank and Gary with the A's. We start talking on the Monday. Uh, we put our details out for the game as soon as possible. Um, generally, slightly later if we're away because of getting the confirmation from the other team on kickoffs and whatnot. Um, and we ask for availability. First pet hate. Looking back on a WhatsApp group and seeing that they've read the message and they haven't even been bothered to put yes or no. I can't be the only one. Uh, we used to use the Down to Play app, um, but with so many new players in, we haven't used it this season yet. But, oh, I forgot how much of a headache WhatsApp is trying to run a team. Um, and it's just frustrating when you can see players have looked at a message. Um, secondly, I don't know about other clubs... But our subs have not changed for three years since being with Red Velvet. They haven't changed. It's exactly the same. And everyone remembers to bring their football boots on a Saturday. But the amount of people who who forget their subs 
on a Saturday is ludicrous. I just don't. It, it, it it's just like you. I even put it in messages of availability, and it's just like smashing me head against a brick wall. Next pet hate: cutting the socks. Right, and it's not cutting the socks when you've bought some grip socks, which are the same colours as your kit. I totally get, right? Fantastic sock, and it works. When you cut a pair of socks, just to put a normal pair of socks on, right? Absolutely baffles me. Right, you must think you're so big time. Anyone who does that. Maybe in my club, maybe in the A's. I don't care. Anyone who plays Saturday football and they just put a normal white pair of socks on, because <laughs> that's what it generally is, right? And cut their socks. You're you're playing grassroots football, guys. Right? Drop me out. <clears throat> While we're on the talk of kit, taking kits home. Oh my god! Seriously. Right, people take it home, and then you have to put on a message like, "Oh, I've just bought fifteen pairs of Nike socks. We played one game this season, and we're down to nine. Where are all the socks?" It is absolutely crazy. Um, I know the A's had to ring round last week, um, because there was three tops missing. What tops are missing? It's not like you're going to put it on and get down New Cross to the venue in it, are you? Why? Because you want it might smell nicer because it's not washed with the other kit or whatever. Um, oh, because you don't use the right comfort. That's what I got told. Lenore. Oh, no, but uh, I use such and such. I don't really care. Stop taking the kit home, guys. Other managers must have the same same headache when all they want to do is sort the kit out for next week and you've got to chase it. Um, yeah. Pets hate of running a Sunday, uh, a Saturday football team. Um, and my last one is meet times. Meet times. I've, I've actually just thought about this. And uh, my, <laughs> it used to be a 45-minute meet time. And then the people was getting late, so I put it to an hour. People getting late. It's an hour and 15 now. Um, and it's just crazy. So we want to be an hour generally before a game. So if it's a one o'clock kickoff, be there by 12. Everyone knows it. Everyone says yes. Guaranteed seven people texting me, running late, doing this, doing that, da-da-da, da-da-da. I, I don't ask for a lot of commitment in my red velvet side. Um, we don't go training um, because I can't commit to it all the time and other people have different commitments uh, we're a team it's a hobby um, but if you say you're going to be there just be there on time guys that's all That's all I ask for to be honest with you um, but yeah that's my next rant over let's go to our predictions as I say, I'm going to do there's four games in Division 1 of the Bromley and South London Alliance and I'm going to 
do them their predictions. First of all, Elton Town Ringers FC are at home to Farnborough Thirds. And I expect as much as Farnborough Third had a good back end of last season, um I say good back end, they absolutely annihilated um us um at our ground. But I can um see this being a three nil walkover for the Elton Town Ringers. Um second game, Groundhoppers versus um West Bromley. Um <clears throat> I mean I hope West Bromley have um signed some new players. They seem to be very short on players that back in the last season for whatever reason. Uh Groundhoppers have had a fantastic start and I actually believe they'll get three wins out of three. Um, with a convincing 5-1 win against West Bromley. But West Bromley, this is only going from how light your squad was last season. Have not got a clue how you've strengthened your squad in pre-season. So, could be an upset there. If there is, happy days. Keeps the league nice and tight. But, yeah, I'll go 5-1 win for um, ground-uppers on that one. Next one. Rustlers are away at Cold Arbor to Alum. Let's hope Cold Arbor have uh, not cut their grass for uh, the visiting team this week because I can't see the fairness if they have and got the roller out. But even so, Rustlers are a team who, unlike us, can change the way they play their games. Um, they can pop it if you want to have a battle. They'll roll their sleeves up and battle. They can go... They can go long. Um, they shouldn't have a problem on the long grass, to be honest with you. Um, and I think, I honestly think they'll annihilate them 7 0. 7 0 for rustlers. And that's no disrespect to Alon. Um, I just don't think you're good enough to get your gloves near rustlers on this occasion. Last one Old Bexley Town versus. Red Velvet Reserves. <laughs> um, after last week's result, Old Bexley Town must be absolutely buzzing. Um, and obviously, I'm going to back my boys. Um, missing a couple, not going to lie. But I think we can still get a draw out of this game. So... Um, I'm going to go with the uh, for a Desmond on that one. Yeah, 2-2. Two, two. And um, also, one to watch this week. Guys, I've had a little look at all the fixtures. Hope I've looked at the dates right. But um, the one to watch, game to watch this week is in the Bromley and South London line. Prem, or Senior, Bermondsey versus Agenda. Agenda obviously just going up. Um, Bermondsey wanting to skip leagues um, and ch change leagues. Um, I think in this occasion, Agenda will turn them over 3-1. As long as Agenda come with the spirit of what they came with to the games last season, um, I think they'll they'll do a job on uh, Bermondsey 3-1. 
So thank you very much for listening to this week's Saturday Manager with uh, me, Jim Kenny, Red Velvet Reserves Manager. Um, hopefully we'll get some more context uh, from this week, having a game. I'm sure there'll be plenty of moans for me in that game. Good luck to everyone who has got a game this week throughout the Bromley and South London Alliance and anyone else who's playing grassroots football in general on a Saturday and goes for a Sunday as well. I've been Jim Kenny, this is Saturday Manager. See you next week. Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.